0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. The coming home. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk.
1: Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss
0: an episode. I wanted to start the podcast with that um, slightly out of tune version of three lines on a shirt. Um, Oh, is that what you were singing? Yeah, this episode may well go out after the Euro 2020 football tournament has finished, but it may also chime with England becoming the champions of Europe. Um, just to pop a listener in to our mindset, we're recording this now in July when England are approaching a semi-final against Denmark and um, football fever has gripped the nation. Even my father-in-law, who previously hasn't shown much interest in football and says the last football match he watched was the World Cup final in 1966 um, he's interested and um, okay it's a good thing it's a good thing and yeah everyone's gone football mad and it's it's um, it's an exciting time to be to be English
1: yeah we're enjoying yeah. it at the moment we'll see what happens over the next few days what do you reckon I... because this is going to go out after the game so it'll be interesting <laughs>
0: I do actually think fate has it that we may well go out just because the tournament started with the whole Christian Eriksen collapsing thing, and it would be a nice narrative for Denmark to have had that shaky start with one of their players obviously having quite a serious um, condition, and then to win it for for him. Although that would mean knocking England out, so um, I'd
1: rather a nice narrative. I would obviously for us. like it the other way around.
0: Sorry, Christian Eriksen. I wish you a speedy recovery. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to be positive. What's our
1: narrative? That we've had a tough year. Okay. It's been COVID. Yeah. We're going
0: to beat the Danes. Yeah. We're going to beat... everyone's so all the countries have had a tough year. Yeah, but we we don't live in those other countries. Why is our tough year, why's our year been worse? That's well, no, well, not a very internationalist view. Uh, no, but football's about beating other countries. So we'll beat the Danes,
1: we'll beat the okay. Italians. Yeah. And just for the record, yeah. they haven't... We don't know yet know if it's Ita-
0: Italy or Spain in the final... And then you can yeah. sing the three-line song again. Thank you. Let's um, get a money angle on this because we've been buying tickets for these games. Oh, tell me about it. <clears throat> so um, when the tournament first started, um, tickets started quite cheap. I think you could get um, seats for 50 euros, 40-odd pounds. I went to Hamden Park and watched Scotland and Czech Republic for that. You watched it in the park? You went to how much were your... No, Hampton Park oh, okay. in Glasgow. And you went to a Wembley game and then suddenly it got to the second round. And um, the football is exactly the same number of minutes. The same <laughs> players, well, if you're watching England or whatever. But suddenly the tickets are at least £100 more. That Germany
1: game, oh, that was one of the best uh, atmospheres I've had in a long time. You asked me how much I paid for my ticket.
0: Yeah. I'm just having a look on my... Uh, on my yes. phone with the tickets you can't actually see that okay well while you do that because it's not very interesting for people listening but you asked um, the question i <laughs> because we were talking you know, you did but i thought you'd answer it faster we had a we've got a whatsapp group of boys who are interested in buying tickets and uh, there were people were throwing prices around and someone just said at one point that a ticket was 150 pounds for england v germany and um i said immediately oh that's far too expensive for a football match but then all of you lot, my friends, all got tickets, and I didn't, and I felt a bit sad. So, all of a sudden, about £150 didn't feel like a lot of money. FOMO. But it turns you, I think, yeah, I got FOMO. So, I think you paid €50 Euros for yours, actually.
1: England, Germany was, yeah, I just had a look. It was €50. Euros. Best
0: €50 Euros I've ever spent. Yeah, so I ended up, I had. I went on a few days later, and tickets came up, and I paid €150. Euros. God, blimey, €150? Yeah, it was a case of FOMO. I know, but it's uh, a lifetime house. opportunity to see England. This podcast is making loads of money. <laughs> we're not, we're not. But, you know, feel free to donate because we need to afford tickets to the final. Um, and then it got to um, the second round and the, not the second round. Now England went through, now they're in the semi-final. Yeah, well, they beat Ukraine and now they're in the semi-final against Denmark. And the tickets for that, the minimum was 160. So if you got 160, tickets? How about £160? And so it's just going up and up and up. And I and I think I have got tickets because I just can't stop. And I've become addicted, <laughs> addicted now to looking at tickets, even for matches I have, just because I'm so used to refreshing the UEFA ticket portal. Yeah. And I think when the tournament is over, I will still be refreshing this page just in case a ticket becomes available, <laughs> even if there's not a match on. It's just, just to sit in an empty stadium. So, yeah, so... It's, I think this is the thing with being a football fan you, and getting further and further in a tournament. You UEFA know that there's a captive audience who will just pay whatever event essentially to, to watch their team and, and their matches going, tickets going on for like thousands, tens of thousands of pounds from Taos. And it, it, made, it made me think about um, how your emotions dictate how you spend your money. And how something as enjoyable as football yeah. makes you willing to spend I don't know, hundreds of pounds, whereas you may look at other things like a, I don't know, a theatre ticket or a cinema ticket and think, well, I'm not going to spend £150 to go and watch something in a cinema when it, it's probably the same length of time.
1: I think it's slightly or different. Longer.
0: With a with film
1: or a, a show, at a the theatre, uh, let's talk about the theatre, so they're both live entertainment. But the difference is the show is sort of predetermined. You know how it's going to start, how it's going to end. You can see pretty much the same show uh, every night of the week. They put on the same performance. Or well, with football, it's a once in a lifetime. Each game is a once in a lifetime because you never know what's going to happen.
0: It's just so then if you you're you can spend, you could spend £150 at the theatre and you'll probably always have a good time because you will like the show, but you could spend £150 to go and watch England and then they just lose and you've had a, probably had the build-up's probably been nice but then at the end you probably feel a bit miserable
1: well it's usually the way isn't it the football match tends to ruin the day that's why when we have a football game we try and have a day of it because you can at least
0: have an enjoyable day even if you have a terrible 90 minutes (laughs) okay so let's link this to saving and investing because there's often talk about how you shouldn't panic when markets are doing badly and when you're feeling nervous about your investments but what about when you're feeling happy about life and and when your money's doing well how how much do your emotions dictate what you're doing there that's what I'd like to discuss okay sensible what do you think well there there are two
1: types of i think there are two type parts to the brain that that we make use to make decisions yeah and i don't know all the the technical biological terms but there's a emotional part of the brain and they're sort of a, a rational part of the brain. And depending on what sort of circumstances we're in, what the environment is, one will lead the other. So for example, at the moment with these football tickets, you're getting um, led by the emotional side of the brain. Your heart is, is, and your gut are, are telling you that you've got to do this for the feelings that it will give you. Whereas the rational side of your brain is sitting behind that and it's saying, Mark, it's a lot of money to spend and maybe we could go to the theatre instead or put it away for the kids for the future or whatever else it...
0: Well, the trouble is the rational side is... Yeah, the rational side is sort of also telling me to do it. Uh, Yeah, it's it's all gone out of sync. Carry on. Yeah, there are typically two sides.
1: So when we make decisions in our general financial life ignoring the the football for a minute it's the same sort of thing um you took you spoke about the markets crashing so most people's emotional side of the brain there will tell them right we've got to sell we've got to get out that things are terrible but the rational side of the brain will say hang on a minute what's going on why is there a a temporary market decline because the rational side of your brain won't call it a crash it will call it a temporary market decline and is selling actually the right thing? And I guess actually that's where we as financial advisors and financial planners come in because that is our, our reason for being is to make sure you make sensible financial decisions. So when the COVID um, started impacting on the market, we we called all our clients and said, look, don't don't worry. Yes, the the newspapers might be showing these red screens that everything's tumbling, but we said just just relax. We're on top of it. We're here. We're holding your hands. Don't do anything silly. And actually, if you've got a bit of money, now's actually a good time to to be buying in and not and not selling.
0: But if you don't have a financial advisor, how do you, how can you wrestle with your emotional side and ensure that the rational side overcomes
1: it well listen listen to what what we're saying now Yeah, you know, make sure you don't just jump in and make take a breath relax and then make a decision
0: and what about when things are going the other way when things are doing really well
1: yeah go on what's that like? give me an example what we're we thinking
0: okay so your your stocks are riding high um the is hitting record levels
1: yeah so it's Similar thing, so we could talk recently about the whole um I know it's it's a boring topic now, but crypto and Bitcoin. You know, you read in the papers how amazing it is and people a bit like you with the tickets, it's like I don't want to miss out, I don't want to miss out. And they're piling money in and and we've seen over the last few weeks how volatile it can be. You know, it's up ten percent, it's down five percent, I think it was sixty thousand dollars, now it's thirty thousand dollars. Again, you've got to take a step back and make a sensible decision. So this isn't me saying crypto is right or wrong. I think you know my my views on that. It's just saying don't make the decision based on the euphoria that everyone else is um, is having.
0: Yeah, I'd, yeah, and I, I do think I got a bit caught up in the euphoria because I had got a bit of crypto when I was first doing some journalism for doing journalism. Um, is my, that the correct doing year? journalism? Yeah, that is. In my it's head. a verb do you do in, you journalism yeah <laughs> and um that just did go up and i put a bit more in as it was going up in the early days but yeah now i look at it and it's crashing and the yeah the emotional side, and rational sides now thinking well i'm glad i didn't go too crazy but yeah there are a lot of people who have gone a bit mad with it yeah and yeah and that's i guess our rational side needs to come to the fore a bit more and i think it's all
1: you know it's it's football and it's it could be everything in life you can make those decisions it's making sensible food choices you know some people who struggle with their weight make make a decision to to eat something unhealthy um for emotional reason whether it's a positive emotional thing or a negative emotional thing or you might decide to um i I'll, I'll talk from from personal experience you might, your your temper might be a bit shorter and you you know when you're tired and you might make an emotional response to something rather than a, a sensible response so it's, it's everyday life not just finance
0: but I want to talk more about the positive like the kind of positive feelings when you're feeling positive and if that can also be detrimental to how you use your money because there's a lot of um I guess trendy companies or something that may list on the stock market. Like in recent weeks there have been has been Deliveroo that had a that was seen as one of the they seen it as a kind of big fintech trendy type company and they listed on the stock market and lots of people piled in and then their price crashed and there's a quite a bit of frenzy there. do you think that kind of when there's a lot of positive feeling around an investment, like a regulated investment, can that also be risky yeah definitely and it's also part of the
1: it's a sales tactic isn't it that you create a you create hype and a buzz about something to encourage people to buy into it and there's press releases and there's freebies and giveaways and all these things and again i'm not commenting on the specifics of any any float but you go into a, a a shop and they will set the environment to try and encourage you to to purchase things it might be upbeat music or bright colors or, or certain things so it's always you've got to be very careful and you've got to know the tricks of of what sales people are, are trying to do so that you can make your own decision and not be not be led by them
0: what about how much i mean is there a, if you're feeling too happy and positive that you could end up putting too much money into something
1: yeah definitely people um uh, people are counterintuitive when it comes to investing so when the when the markets are on their temporary decline people think about selling when the markets are on their upward trajectory people want to buy but but actually the as we know you want to buy low and sell high not the opposite so i know from experience you have conversations with clients when things uh, aren't going so well in the markets, and you say, "Look, it's now's a good time. Let's let's put a bit more in." Well, I want to see what happens. Let's see if it recovers. I'm not so sure. There's not everyone, Um and then when things are up, they're like, "Oh, I think now's a good time. I'll, I'll put a bit bit more money in." But it's complete opposite of of what you should be doing.
0: And how how do you work out how much is a good amount to to put in? Uh,
1: as much as you can With- afford. Okay, is the answer? I would say whatever you can afford, you put you put into your sensible investments because over the
0: long run, the uh, the markets will continue their advance. And how is there a way that you, as an advisor or someone just investing, can judge if you've made the correct decision? Correct decision on what? On if you have put money into something when you were feeling positive, or even when you were like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's concentrate on the positivity. If you feeling good, or markets are riding high, or I guess even if you're buying cheap, at what point can you analyze it and think oh, I've made a, I made the right decision there to go in at that level?
1: Um, when you are at the pearly gates, it's only at the end point that you can look back and say was every single decision correct? You will never time it to perfection. If you try and time the markets, you're 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 onto a loser already. So, but if you're if you're investing for the long term, which is what we're doing with most of our clients and you're planning and doing that with a proper financial plan and and that financial plan being able being that you can achieve all the things you want to achieve being able to just some examples pay for your kids school fees afford your nice holidays retire at a certain age have money to spend in retirement if if your investments fit in with that plan then you have made the correct decisions regardless of what the markets
0: do so should you never have regrets, or would people? Yeah, is it possible to not ever feel regretful? Well,
1: Robbie Williams said no
0: regrets; they don't work. Yes, But he, he was—he wasn't advising on. He wasn't a regulated financial <laughs> <An advisor. Yeah. laughs> Should you have regrets? What do you think? I guess you could have regrets you didn't start early enough. So that's yeah, a, one way of looking yeah. at it because you don't you don't benefit them from. Um, reinvesting your profits and all that sort of stuff but i don't know if if maybe you could have regrets about having a big sum of money putting it into funds and then i don't know another opportunity comes along later that you think i should have put it there most people i see who have regrets
1: from a financial point of view a couple of scenarios one is they bought individual shares so they got a tip from someone that uh, blockbuster video was gonna be the next big thing and they put all their money in it. Or you know, they 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 read something in a paper or they, they read an article and they bought a particular share which didn't go well. So I hear that as a regret. Um or people saying, I wish like you say, I wish I would have done this a bit earlier. You know, I wish I would have known about this type of thing sooner. Those are the type of regrets I say. I never really I've never come across anyone that said, oh I've built up too much money in my pension, my ISA, my um, investment accounts. Never seen it from that point of view.
0: Okay. How do you address
1: those other people's regrets? Um, well, I mean, once something's happened, you can't really undo it. So I think the key is to make sure we all learn from it. So the person that made that bad share decision, well, understand why they bought it. Um, and learning from that. So was it that they got, like you said before, got caught up in the euphoria? So, okay, well, I did that that time. This is what happened. I won't do that again. I'll make sure before I make a purchase decision that I do my research properly. Or even better, I won't try and stockpick because it's very hard to do. I'll let the fund managers do that. I'll let the experts do that. Or if it's someone who's saying, well, you know what, I wish I would have done this Twenty years earlier, and started saving for my retirement. Okay, well, you're doing it now. We've got a plan now. And what can you do? Well, you can help others not make that same mistake. Make sure your kids start as young as possible. So don't pass on the mistakes to the next generation. Let's pass on what we've learned I
0: believe the children are our future. We're quoting all the songs today, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, that's mainly because I I couldn't think of another question. Okay, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. (laughs) Yeah. Um so, yeah, is that all we have time for? Do you have any other inspirational quotes to add to that? Uh, I mean, that was a quite a nice thing to end on. Let,
1: let yeah. me ask you a personal question. Okay. It's not what are you wearing, because I've seen you on camera. It's, um, is there a financial mistake that you've made or a financial regret that you have that you could share with us?
0: Is there a financial... Regret I've had. I mean, I I do apart from picking me as your advisor. Apart from picking you as my, phone, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to like my financial regret because my well, I have a financial regret that when I first came across Bitcoin, I didn't put a lot more in okay. because then I would have made a lot of money. But then there's a risk of so I probably wouldn't have cashed out at the right time. But there are other regrets I have like not putting money into like enough in my ICER and stuff. And then I worry about having enough money for other things okay but yeah I need probably need to talk to my financial advisor more yeah you do yeah you keep, uh, yeah. keep ignoring his calls yeah sorry <laughs> about that no problem I keep spending all my money on, on football Euro, Euro 2020 yeah. tickets
1: yeah well okay well maybe that is all we have time for so if you're if England are current European champions when you're listening to this fantastic if not oh ridiculous always the same with England we just can't progress it's
0: ridiculous yeah just keep making mistakes. But all's well that ends well. It's coming home. Well, Mark, um, before we go,
1: Mark, did we get a nice oh. review from someone? Okay. Hey, why don't you read I that out? And then uh maybe whilst Mark's finding that review, anyone who is enjoying this show, if you want to leave one, instructions in the show notes.
0: This is a review from a uh, Mr. G Southgate. No. Hmm. This uh eighty four row V. 84. Well, whoever this person is, they described this podcast or their review as funny and informative. Have we read this before? They said, the world of finance can be dull and complex. Josh and Mark are absolutely brilliant at bringing to life some of the big areas when it comes to financial planning. They talk about it in simple terms and even make it funny and engaging. I think he means me. (laughs) Would highly recommend to absolutely everyone. Lovely. That's Mm. nice, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Well... I will see you at Wembley. See you there. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Shoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler.
1: We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being... In for a penny.